I was kind of like out here like, dude, I don't have any street cred like that. So whatever, I'm not going to take that seriously. Like even if I'm kind of naturally good at writing. So when freestyling was around, like we used to just like rap battle each other and all that stuff like for fun. And then I just kind of naturally was one of the better kids. And so my friends would like have me battle kids from at parties from other schools and all that stuff. You are listening to Beacon Lights, Testimony, a musician story. In Manila, I'm militant like a chiller. I'm a vanilla gorilla who living just for the feeling of killing the flesh. I put it to death, put you in the chest like nipples on pegs. It's ripping the fat, we leave you in check. Mate and game, I'm a kid to wave my pen, play. In my lane, my name to kill, play. Innocent, I send the best way. So I'll break in whatever I'm facing. It's leaving me lost and tossed when they all scarf and they hate in. Tossing off till it's all gone and I face him. Only by his grace I can take was born Brandon Klahasi on March 13, 1986 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Originally, he was raised in the church, but eventually things began to change. I would say it started off uh, being pretty serious from like, I mean, going every week and then my parents were more involved and then they just kind of trailed off and it turned into like once a month and then into us like not going at all. And when it, but that kind of like happened with like their the deterioration of their relationship as well. <laughs> so it just kind of like as their marriage got worse, another thing happened, like they started going to church less and all that other stuff. So I think it was kind of a, this is what we do type thing. Um, there wasn't necessarily one person saying go, go, but I mean, kind of the whole situation, not to throw my mom, mom under the bus, but basically she had multiple affairs or whatever. And so my dad was always like kind of in this whole like Hosea Gomer thing where he's trying to forgive her, trying to work through it. And, um, I mean, he had his, his own issues too. Like he let in substances and stuff like that into the house that like el- alcohol that really influenced, I think her decision-making and just their relationship in general. In addition to having to deal with substance abuse and infidelity issues inside his home, young Brandon managed to keep his sexual abuse a secret as well. I'm looking back at you. Are you gonna stay there forever? third grade by a family member not an immediate family member but 
a family member, and then it basically continued through like middle school. But it was just kind of like on and off once in a while it would happen or whatever. And so it's kind of messed with my identity, questioning even my sexuality and stuff when I like was in middle school and stuff like that, just because it's it was a guy who did it. So just created some natural questions, you know. When it started, he was like. Well, it was like summer of second going into third, so he was like fifth grader when it started, and then it kind of kept happening here and there. And I think it was just one of those things where, like, I just, I don't know, felt, it was like this weird, like, don't tell her, we'll get in trouble type thing, and then it was, yeah, it was weird. So, yeah, I think it was something that had been done to him as well. Well, I know it is, because one of the first things that happened to me was, like, when I became a Christian, like I was really convicted to talk to him about it and forgive him. And then I actually like talked with him about his situation and all that stuff. And I know that something had happened to him and he didn't even fully remember who did it. It was like when he was younger and stuff and he just had this kind of almost blocked out type of memory from it. So it's kind of a cycle. I fold up the sky, put it in my pocket in case I want to fly. I just want to fly. Higher than the birds, higher than the stars, fly around the earth, never coming down, never gonna leave, make my home a galaxy, back on earth is vanity, it holds them down like gravity. To the earth, what I saw. Everybody lost, everybody gonna fall. Shake it off, trying to act. Brandon like dealt with some pretty heavy issues growing up. And being that alcohol was readily available in his household, and he had the example of his substance abusing father to mimic, Brandon started drinking and acting out sexually. Yo, I wanna get away from it all. Hate when I fall. Wanna catch a ride on a spaceship tour. I hate my flaws, Lord. Change my mind, make me hate my wrong. Take my songs, take my life, use me, Lord, your ways are right, your ways are right. alcohol in the home and I used to drink and so seeing that uh, led to me doing that and then um, just friends and family actually as funny as it is the same person who molested me was one of the first people that I smoked weed with or whatever and so it was just like this I guess bad family relationship of just I mean that none of the sexual abuse stuff was happening and it was kind of this is unsaid weird Thing that no one ever talked about but we just we smoked weed here and there we're together but and then just smoking at school kind of like stuff just kind of picked up and i just began to do that stuff more so as far as all the sex stuff goes that was just kind of like i don't know i mean i knew that i like girls but i was just like trying to heal i guess whatever happened to me by being immoral
Brandon was pretty far out there, but not far enough to where God couldn't grab a hold of his heart and start to rebuild him in his image. Yeah, I hope that I can stay on course I'ma follow Jesus even if they gun it Yeah, and they try to leave us dead in the streets, man Even if ISIS coming I'ma forgive my enemies I think it was more so like just going to church Like I knew some of the scriptures Because I went to a Christian school when I was younger um, And stuff like that And I'd asked Jesus to be my savior But I hadn't really ever like engaged in a for real relationship with God Basically I was you know, my senior year after my mom left was kind of a tipping point for me where I was just kind of like, whatever, like God's not real based off of what other people's actions were, I guess. Like I was mad at him for what happened. And then, I mean, you're only, I guess, example of, you know, what Christians are supposed to be or whatever. They're not living it. So it didn't feel real. So I was just kind of doing my own thing and trying to take all that weight on my shoulders. And so I was like, it was halfway through my sophomore year in college. I was 19 and, um, kind of just was overwhelmed, like with the weight of carrying all of it by myself. And, um, basically I was actually getting high before a class before a college class. And then, uh, I was at my house and I basically went to go take a shower, just kind of like wash the smell off, whatever. And I kind of just broke down. I broke down crying, just like, realizing that I'm out here, like, you know, trying to carry this weight by myself and trying to mask it with all this other stuff and just realized I needed God. And so I called out to him and that kind of just began a relationship and, um, kind of piece by piece, I think started changing just cause I was convicted about, uh, everything. I would say that that's really when like conviction from the Holy spirit about, about sin and about all that stuff started. And, like when I would mess up, I'd still I still went to a few parties here and there and messed up and did some crazy stuff. I feel like I've fallen. Matter of fact, I know I have. Added up and do the math. Me plus sin equals hell forever. But with Jesus, I'm held together, forgiving sin, bruh. But sometimes, man, I'm chilling on the bottom of the barrel, watching wallow. They don't understand my problems. I've been looking back inside of Ingamore like I wanted, looking salty while I idolize sin in my corner and my music can't save me. Nah. It's a tool for my worship, man. I've been living all crazy. Ah. I just need to worship, man. Worship is more than a song. Worship is more than a song. Worship is a lifestyle. So if I ain't living for the king right now, I ain't living. What if my life is right now? Think about it. Like, I remember after a party, like, getting in a fight, and I actually, like, caused damage. That was pretty crazy. I caused damage to somebody's property at their house and like I went and apologized the next day which I would have never done that and I actually like went with my dad and my, my dad was like a painter or whatever and he's a believer and it was kind of like coming back from you know the whole thing with my mom leaving and all that stuff and I remember like we went and like fixed their garage door that I punched a hole through and like all this stuff like I was tripping you know and like um like but we went back like apologized and tried to make as right as I could you know in the situation and so 
it was like stuff like that, that eventually, you know, I, I stopped drinking, stopped doing all that stuff. It wasn't just like a, a clear stop, but I, I just, I guess I just got convicted and realized that my actions were impacting other people as well as obviously I was standing against God. And, and so like the, the most memorable one was I was in my driveway at my house, literally laying on the ground in my driveway, crying out to God, like a no regard for if there were neighbors outside. Like <laughs> it was, it was at nighttime, but I was just like, the only thing that mattered was that I had, I had sinned against God. And I remember having like muddy tears on my face because I had like the dirt of the driveway on my face. Like, so it's like crazy how, you know, I don't know, just that conviction took over. And so, yeah, that was definitely a moment for me of like, um, that I remember. And like, that's when I kind of clicked to like everything that I had was from God. Like I literally went around like thanking him for like every single thing I had, like individual items, <laughs> you know, like, like realizing like, whoa, like everything I have is, is from you and you're the only reason I even have any of this stuff. How did I get back up on this water? I don't know, no, no, it must have been a father, Lord. You're the only reason that I have strength. You're the reason why I'm breathing. I'm a madman caught up in disaster. You own all of my content. Clearly, you're the master. I just want to master my sin, make it damage. Woo! Hit him with another one. Right, left, right, jab, jab. Hook up a cut. Standing on this water, make my feet flow. People, they just need hope. You are the key to the wind like a freak, bro. Make it switch, boy. God got the game on like no pick, boy. If you don't know him, then you need to know him. And if you know him, then you need to live it. To the finish, man, we standing on the water. Standing on the water. No doubt. The sins of his father and mother in this instance were detrimental to his spiritual and emotional well-being. But his father seized the opportunity to be an example of a man trying to be a reflection of Jesus. And Brandon learned a perfect lesson on the importance of community and accountability. Yeah, so, I mean, my dad played a big role in that. Um, and like I said, he was kind of healing from stuff with my mom. But because of his um, kind of journey of, you know, coming back to the Lord and growing in a stronger relationship with him, he actually had um, a, a small group of, of men uh, that were all, I mean, most of them had been Christians for like 10 or 20 years. And so um, I was just a young cat that came that wanted to learn. And I would just sit like they had house church or whatever, small group, or whatever. And that I would like go to that every week. And so like every week these dudes would like pray over me and stuff. Like I would need it. I was asking them for it. <laughs> and so, uh, so having that in my life was huge. And then uh, I later went to Bible college and like got a lot of good understanding of the scriptures when I was there. So. But they lying and I know they want to keep me in a box like I'm shoving at the store But I ain't buying what they selling even though they want to tell me that I'm never valuable In the image of my God, hip-hop, don't drop that truth from the rocks like the Mark 4, 5, go play Straight to your mind, this truth that will straighten your mind Just make sure you're walking this over so you do not fall in that line They told me to never be me because they had the money in mind You should conform to society, forget your piety, begin you wasting your time but I'm one of a kind, made in the image of God And the same goes for everyone else For you alone, Jesus will die Just look at my fingerprints living to tell you this Everything that you can buy Could never compare to your worth in the eyes of our God That's why Ain't no one quite like me
Want to support Testimony and Musician Story? Here's how. We created a Patreon account that allows you to financially support us while receiving perks. One perk is our exclusive cuts. I have one to two hour long conversations with artists and cut it down to 15 minutes. So there is a lot of great content that I simply cannot fit into one episode. Our Patreon supporters will get those exclusives, plus conversations with myself and partner and engineer Gary. Visit TestimonyStories.com to find the Patreon link and support our ministry. Hey, what's up? This is Beacon Light, and you are now listening to Testimony and Musician Story. System overload, detonate, love explodes. Wake up, call for the comatose. Flow so cray, overdose. So hot for this love that I left the lows. When I win the most high and I'm on the road, everybody needs love from coast to coast. So I turn up the face and my faith is exposed. Clap, clap, with the hands like that. Dance. See my stocks, they gon' rise like Nasdaq. Go so deep, the bottom I can't reach. And I tell the whole world with a band in my backpack. Everybody wanna be accepted. But Christ shows love and he crossed the checklist. This retrospect reminds me perspective. Faith comes love and resurrect. You just breathe. <gasps> now that we know how Brandon discovered Jesus for himself. Let's find out how his relationship with hip hop began. System overload. I ain't never heard of loving your enemies or foes. He said it any minute, forever we gon' go. Living for infinity, heaven we call home. So long, I'm gone. Wanna hear the sound of that horn? Blasting sounds with the trumpets, bump it loud. Cracking the sky in no zone. This love so practical, biblical, so factual. With a little bit of living with him, and he gon' get it. Even though they wanted this to me to match the rock. Uh, me tunes, I'm tapping, yo. Speak with a twist and a passion, so I'm serving tracks. No Get life. This love is dead and beating. I think my mind is blown. It's so intoxicating. System, I'm going home. Oh, I'm going home. Oh, I'm going home. Let's go. Oh, I'm going so the school that I went to when I was younger um, was it's that's Potter's House, and it was like an intentionally diverse school, like culturally. Um, and so they never they didn't want there to be like a really minority issue. Like they wanted it to be a melting pot of culture for for kids to grow up in, and that was also Christ centered. And so it was an urban school, and it was just cool, like getting to know some of the different cultures. I mean, even from like something as simple as like you know, Spanish class and like growing up with Hispanic kids to like, you know, being surrounded with hip hop and all that. And, uh, and so that was just part of what everybody was into. And so that became my culture as well. Well, the first time I rapped was just as an assignment for a church choir I was in, I was like, I was a fifth grader and there were a bunch of like second, and third grade, first kid, first grade kids. And they were doing that joyful, joyful song from the sister act. <laughs> and they basically were like, well, the fifth grader, he'll, he'll actually be able to learn all these lyrics to the rap part. So that was the first time I ever rapped, uh, was, was then, but, uh, but then like when, um, I don't know, like, you know, eight mile came out and all that stuff and freestyling became really popular. That's what I was always like a good writer when I was a kid. And, um, I guess growing, like I always had a love for hip hop and a love for music. I just never felt like 
I guess I was able to do it in the sense of like, even, you know, like listening in high school, basically every rapper that was out was like, they either sold drugs or talked crazy about killing people like Eminem did or got shot up like 50 Cent, like type stuff. And so I was kind of like out here like, dude, I don't have any street cred like that. Killing these beats and I'm in it to win it. This mission, I spit it until they don't get it. Like, oh Lord, oh Lord. So when freestyling was around, like, we used to just, like, rap battle each other and all that stuff, like, for fun. And then I just kind of naturally was one of the better kids. And so my friends would, like, have me battle kids from at parties from other schools and all that stuff. And so my thing at that point was just pretty much, well, like, the only thing I can talk about is how good I am at what I'm doing, you know? And so it pretty much just became, like, pretty much just worshiping myself, like, and, and, and being prideful and, and talking about like that. And so when I became a Christian, um, I was really convicted to put all the stuff, like the secular music that I was listening to and all that away, it even throw it away. I got rid of it. And, um, I was kind of upset when I felt like God convicted me to do that because I didn't want to give it up at first. And, um, but then I just was obedient, threw it away. And it was about six or eight months later that he really started putting it on my heart to, to use the gift that I had with uh, with music for him. And so that just started with me like just writing here and there and then recording it. And um, he just brought some people into my life who had a passion for producing and recording. And that just kind of started some of the, the earlier stuff that I did. One of Beacon Light's most viewed music videos is for Jesus Loves Me with over 94,000 hits. I remember singing Jesus Loves Me. At an early age, I was raised in church since baby words I learned to say. Christ loves the little children, repeatedly in my mind. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. But I didn't feel so precious on that day I got molested. In fact, I felt more rejected, neglected from his protection. And all these questions started forming in my mind. Am I gay? Am I straight? Cause it continued off. Then I felt ugly trapped and so ashamed. I never told her so. Because I feared I'd take the blame. Nobody'd ever know. It was my secret, my pain, my hurt, my shame. I couldn't let it out. If I did, they'd surely call me gay. And I remember when they did at the mall that day. I broke down in tears and simply walked away. Cause I remembered all those times that other boy had touched me and I started wondering if Jesus really loved me I just really wanted to make a record like even on open eyes that whole project I just wanted to make a project that was really going to impact people and so I talked about a lot of controversial issues on that project like I have a song called colorblind about slavery um, racism and and basically trying to create unity in a culture that's divided to heal me where I talk specifically about divorce and stuff like that and then Jesus loves me was really just my testimony that I was that I was sharing and it actually started with the idea that wasn't even going it wasn't even going to be about my testimony it was just going to be I was looking for a song that I could take and, and then talk about um, just tough issues that make people want to not believe in Jesus and so um, I decided to do the Jesus loves me thing and I kind of had an idea of making the chorus like kind of sound like a horror movie just to add some like dark feel to the Jesus loves me song. Cause it's such a happy song. I don't want to 
make a corny version of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I think the Bible tells me so. I actually heard a sample like that where somebody like sampled it and it sounded pretty cheesy. Anyways, um, so I wanted to make it dark and I was going to talk about like, you know, things that make people not believe in God, like, you know, the classic stuff, like, well, why are there starving kids in the world? If God is good, why does bad things happen to good people and all that other stuff? And then as I was writing, my story just started coming out and it was like, made me realize like, whoa, like these are the reasons I didn't believe in God. And so I'm just going to be honest about what I've been through and, uh, and let that minister to people. And, um, so I just wrote and wrote about, you know, being molested, wrote about questioning my sexual identity, wrote about my parents splitting up all that. And then just how God came in and, uh, and healed me. So pretty powerful song i've seen a lot of people impacted by it for all the way from like nine years old to 90 years old so it's been cool to see what god's done with that i put a chunk of money into really just facebook advertising because my main thing was i wanted to make sure that at least and i think this is a thing that most artists should think about and do like the people who are your fan base that actually care about what you do those are the people you need to make sure hear your content and so i basically put enough money into it to make sure that at least everyone who liked my Facebook page and all that stuff would hear the song. And I think that it was just such a powerful story because it is like how God changed the life really, you know, and um, that everyone just shared it. And so in the first week it had like 20,000 views and it just started growing. And it's been one of those things that people just find and, and, share because i mean half the time someone's like moved to tears you know i get so many stories of people who you know tell me they just started crying and or that like that was the first time they ever heard somebody talk about abuse and they've been abused and they tell me and so i think it's when something when god's doing something with a song like it just it's just going to keep growing you know and so it's been cool to see see how that's how that's worked and and what god's done with that for sure beacon lights latest album is titled lit I'm not really like, I don't want to be that guy who's like trying to Christianize a slang term, like turn twerk into an acronym or something like that, <laughs> like totally worshiping extravagantly, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's not what I want to do. Honestly, when I was making the album, I just felt like, I mean, there's a lot of things. Like, I don't want to be gimmicky, but like I'm beacon light, lit, yada, yada. Haha, <laughs> funny, right? And then like, you know, in making the tracks, they just had a, a, a good high energy to them, which obviously works with the the slang term of lit. But then as I, it wasn't until I was actually creating the cover art that I really felt like there was a deeper meaning to the word than, um, than just naming it lit. And that was like, I, we were, you know, and on the, on the cover, I'm surrounded by these flames, these blue flames, and I wanted it to actually look like they're kind of coming out of me. And so if you look closely, like there's like some light, like blue light that's coming from my chest and they're kind of swirling down my arms. And so I really wanted it to be a picture of like God working through me and that like more so an artistic, rend like rendition of like 
when God's working in a life, they're lit from the inside out, and you can see the external evidence that God's working in their life. Story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.